Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and going trick or treating. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who did babysit as a teen but never encountered a murderer while doing so. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And today we are giving a second chance to 2007's Halloween. Yeah, to continue our streak of mid-2000s reboots of original horror classics, we're watching Rob Zombie's Halloween. So, just just to be clear, everyone, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about a movie. And uh, one that's been out for quite some time now. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it, or listen to us talk about it. Save you some time, hopefully. Yeah, it's been 14 years, so if you haven't seen it now, I don't think you will. (laughs) And we might be talking about other Halloweens. I don't know. We like to talk about stuff. We sure do, so just be ready to to have your ears permeated by whatever the fuck we're going to talk about. For those of you who do not remember what this movie was about, (laughs) it's about Michael Myers. After being committed for 17 years, Michael Myers, now a grown man and still very dangerous, escapes from the mental institution and immediately returns to Haddonfield to find his baby sister, Lori. Um, I mean, that is what happens in, like, the... Second half like, of the movie? second <laughs> half of the movie. <laughs> There's a full half that is unaccounted for in this description. Um, I mean, that essentially is the plot of the first one it's the halloween we know and that does happen in this movie but this is also weirdly a michael myers origin story as well yeah yeah we (laughs) get interesting we get little michael his first like set of murders he murders like a kid at school and he murders his family and then he gets put in a psych ward and then he murders like a nurse there and then he he doesn't talk for like 15 years it's a long time to not talk. I, I couldn't do and it. And then when he gets out, he's just like, I'm going to go find the one sister that I didn't, the one family member I didn't get to murder. Hey, you know, gotta, he's ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to finish the job. Um, it's also a Rob Zombie movie. Um, he's most famous for, I think, prior to this, um, making music. No. Well, yeah, but yep. also he did. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, well, but, I'm right. I'm absolutely right. You're not, he is you're not wrong. Originally, he, he, he ori- got before his he started making break, movies, it yeah. was making music. Some, yes. Some music I didn't really ever listen to unless it was on the Matrix soundtrack, and that was it. <laughs> his music was never my styling. Um, yeah. Uh, and then his movies. Also weren't my styling. 
House of a Thousand Corpses and say. Devil's Rejects. I was like, yeah, I don't know. So, so, um, so this might surprise you. Oh, good. But I was really into Rob Zombie I can tell at you, a certain point. It does not surprise me in the I least know. bit. When I was a, a teen, I thought, I don't know why. I don't just know a couple why. Of years ago. I, yeah, I just turned 21. Um, yeah, I thought that House of, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects were so cool. Um, I was also like in like a little alternative phase, if you will. Okay. Um, and I watched those movies like more than once as a teen, which is so weird to think about because I don't think I could handle them now. Like... I've seen them. I know what happens, but I don't know if I could actually like watch them now. Um, and I've seen a couple of his movies since then as well. Um, like I saw one at Sundance in their like horror section. I saw like Thirty Three, I think it's called, and it's just like similar vibe, murder, murder, grotesque shit. So, um, what was your first time watching this Halloween? Since you were on a kick, it seems. From Rom Zombie, you needed to get your juice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I, in, like, the 2007 range, so, like, when this movie came out, was when I was, like, Rob Zombie! (laughs) Like, so I definitely saw it then, like, around the time it came out. I didn't see it in theaters, because no one would see it with me, of course. Um, So I watched it, like, at home at some point, and I remember being, like, stoked at the idea of, like, Rob Zombie doing a horror, like, straight up, like, horror movie that's already, like, a remake of a horror movie. I thought it was, like, this is going to be intense, this is going to be cool. Um, at the time, I probably thought it was to a certain degree. Um, but I also remember as a teen being like, oh, this is intense as hell. Like, this, uh, this is too much. This is really heavy. Um, and it, I still do feel that way. It's a very heavy movie to watch, that's for sure. I remember enjoying this version of Halloween. Um, just, it has like that updated feel to it, so, um, there's like a slow pacing, I think, in the original, like, again, anything from like the 80s, like horror, I just think is kind of slow, paced, outdated. So, when I watched this back in whatever 14 years ago i probably watched it on dvd i thought this is fun i like this it's just a fun energy for a new michael story um i've since talked to friends about it and they whined about it's not the real michael that's not it they changed his origin story a bit shut up (laughs) (laughs) that's the whole one of every we're changing it slightly that way we still enjoy things from the original but also we get to change a little, little bit, you know? Right. Um, and from what I've also heard in the years since, like, Rob Zombie has talked about, and a lot of directors talk about this, um, the studio wanting a certain way and he wants a different way and clashing. So that also could have had something in, like, the final product, of course. We don't really know what his, like, clear vision was because hey, it was studio, clouded. But... You fucking directed then. Right? Why are you right? why are you hiring someone to direct it if you're not gonna just let them make the movie? Right. You know you could always just make another one the next year and we'd all still go like sheep to the movie theaters <laughs> and watch it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, maybe not every year. But like every five years we'd I'd watch another Michael movie. Why not? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. 
like Marvel. Oh, cool. There's another one coming out. Great. <laughs> I'll watch it. Well, now that we've gotten our opinions of our first time with Rob Zombie's Halloween, okay. let's get into what the other people had to say, because other people had opinions. They sure did. All right. So, tomato meter. This surprised me a bit. Um, the tomato meter is at 28% from Rotten Tomatoes, which is a very stinker of a tomato. So rotten. The audience score is just one shy of it being, it's 59%. So it's okay. It's a bucket of spilled popcorn right now. Quite quite higher. I did notice, because I was very curious when I saw that tomato, tomato meter as well, and I know that Rob Zombie's movies are not for the faint of heart and not for everybody, so I looked at his, his whole like filmography <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. and there is, critics-wise, not one movie that gets out of the failing grade, out of the Rotten Tomato. Everything is fucking rotten. And then you look at the audience scores, much like this, and it's astronomically higher. Um, interesting. For most movies. So that's really, like, I, I think that's a funny and interesting trend his that, like, critics highest, never like him. <laughs> his highest rated is a 58%. That's yeah. three from hell. Which is interesting, because I feel like that's the one that, it's the... Newer the one. third movie in the House of a Thousand Corpses trilogy. Oh, I haven't it's a seen it. I that's what I've heard. I could be wrong, um, but I believe it's a continuation of those characters. Um, and yeah, I don't. I, I did well tomato wise, but I don't think a lot of people have seen it or even realized it exists. All right. Well, let's start off with some positive reviews to lighten the mood. All right. Aja Romano of Vox. Because it's still about Michael Myers, it all feels epic and larger than life in a way few of those other films do. Is he one of your... Is On the scale of, like, our slasher people, where does Michael Myers stand? Is he in the top or is he in, towards the bottom? He's towards the top. I Go think on. that he is a really terrifying character. Especially in the eyes of Laurie Strode, mm -hmm. um, because he has a very warped sense of reality, which is always terrifying. Yeah. Um, and he is a menace, man. Like, he is a villain. He is evil. Um, but in his mind, he's justified, which is a terrifying thing. So I think, it, yeah, I think that Michael Myers is up there for me, for, like, iconic slasher villains. Like, he is, he's terrifying. And the fact that he doesn't talk to, like, that really creeps me out. Yeah, and that, you know? and that washed out William Shatner mask. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Kyle Smith from the New York Post wrote, The Batman Begins of slasher movies and one of the more frightening stabathons of recent years. Matthew Lucas from From the Front Row. At a time when most horror remakes seemed aimed at the teen market, Zombie's vision was decidedly more hardcore and uncompromising. And boy, is it. Yeah, that's really accurate. Not only is it just gore and just like creepy at moments, boy, just dialogue of the uh, fucking early 2000s is. does not. Brutal. Yeah. A uh, lot of F bombs. Not. Good F bombs. No. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, just foul, vulgar. I, I feel like there's a lot of vulgarity 
Where it doesn't, like, need to be. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, I would totally agree that these remakes around this time are definitely aimed for, like, teens at the time. This is not, I don't think, teen-friendly. I think it's it's pretty dark and intense. And, um, you know, I don't know, like, the age demographic for this movie, but I don't think teens are it. Mike McGranahag from Isle Seat wrote, I won't make the case that Halloween is anything other than a well-crafted slasher film. That's all it wants to be, and that's what it achieves. But I will say that the movie does the horror genre a big favor by reclaiming a legendary character. I mean, it's shot really well. And yeah. the entire vibe is so creepy. Oh, oh. Yeah, just... it, it is. I think, um, in a way, it does reclaim this, like, legendary character in that um, it gets really serious at times. It's not just, like, this sort of goofy, campy slasher movie. Um, and it gives a little more insight into our villain. Um, so that's an interesting way to put it, but I don't disagree with that. Oh. <laughs> guess depends on how you look at it <laughs> yikes um david schmelcho of jam movies <laughs> there's an exclamation mark i had to shout it uh, more of a valentine to the original than a recycled cash grab uh i'll agree with that i do not think this was made in an idea of like people are gonna pay big bucks to see this rob zombie movie <laughs> <laughs> I I would agree, at least, like, initially, maybe there was some studio, like, we can make money, um, but I don't think Rob Zombie ever has set out to make a movie to make money. I think the dude just really likes horror. Beth Accomando from kpbs.org wrote, The original and the remake need to stand alone and apart, and Zombie's film has merits of its own that should be appreciated. I agree. That was so li- yeah, so wholesome, so kind. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't need to compare and contrast movies, like. But we do. We do. <laughs> but uh, the public doesn't have to. Yeah. And I, I think she's right in that. Um, there are very particular things about this movie that are very unique to Rob Zombie and his vision, and like, hey, yeah, go off, sis. Well, we're not gonna get a nicer win the net, especially because most people have a really rotten view of this movie. So, let's hear what those rotten thinkers have to say. Oh, those assholes shitting on Rob Zombie. Scott Weinberg of The Horror Show. Oh. Pick the lamest Halloween sequel out there and you've just found a better horror movie than this one. That's not accurate, bro. Mr. Horror Buff, I agree. I disagree. I have not seen all of the uh, Michael Myers Halloween movies. But I have to imagine that not all of them are winners. Isn't there a Halloween where he's not even in it? Yeah. <laughs> that loses. <laughs> that loses big time. That loses for not having Michael Myers in your movie. I mean, come on. Tim Brayton of Antagony and Ecstasy. If it wasn't a remake of Halloween, Halloween might have been pretty awesome. What? What? <laughs> Tim, what are you saying? <laughs> had this, I think, had this been an original idea, this would have been great. But 
this is not an original idea because it's already been done, but this movie is really good and I can only like the originals. That's really a dumb take. That's a dumbass take. I'm sorry. Like, that's really stupid. Because, like, it's it's not an original. It sounds like Tim liked the movie. He just... He liked it. He just can't admit it. Hey, guys. I, I, I've been sworn to the oath of re- movie reviewers. <laughs> we can only like the original. Because, <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's not an original. If Rob Zombie said this was an original movie, everyone would be like, dude, you just repurposed Halloween. This isn't original. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, Richard Harrington from the Washington Post wrote, contains dialogue so nasty and stupid, you'd swear, right along with the characters, uh, wink, wink, that the booker for the Jerry Springer show wrote it. it I will say that, yeah, some of the dialogue is fucking foul and usually like like obscene dialogue does not bother me because it's it's fake it's a movie but in this case it was almost like okay i get it y'all are fucking crazy can can we not say stuff like that constantly alex markerson of e online check your calendar and then cross out halloween at least for this year this movie is so bad, we're canceling Halloween. <laughs> Halloween's canceled now. <laughs> Never Ooh. doing it again. Thanks, Rob Zombie. How'd you feel this second time around watching it? Was this truly your second time, or you watched so many so. zombied? <laughs> so many no, zombie I think movies. this this was my second time with this movie. I, I really think so, because I... See, it's interesting, because what sticks out in my mind the most about this movie is the Michael Meyer origin at the beginning of the movie we get. Um, so that's truly all I remembered. Um, and that there's a reason for that. It is probably the most intense stuff, in my opinion. Um, just in terms yeah. of how, as the cri- critics keep saying, nasty, nasty. it feels. Nasty. Um, so watching it again, I was very curious to be like, oh yeah, what is what else is this movie? What else is going on in here? Um, I will say watching it as an adult, it was rough. It was rough for me to get through it. I felt really dark and heavy with it. Um, which as a teen, I'm sure I felt, but I also was probably like, yeah, it's a ribs and be horror. It's what it is. Um, that's fine if you have like a particular style as a filmmaker or an artist, but like, now, as a, a grown woman, I'm like, oh, I don't like this feeling. I don't like it. Uh, this is definitely my second time watching it. I remember watching it back when it came out, and I know I I had like a, a I was probably like five years ago. I was like, I really want to watch all of like the rebooted versions, um, and I bought a lot of them on Blu-ray. And this is the one I didn't even open. I bought it and it just sat on the shelf because it probably like hit Halloween. I was like, "No, nah, watch it next year," and it just <laughs> collected dust. So I actually took packaging off to watch this. I was like, "Hell, yes!" Um, and it's from what I remember, the things I remember most that it was just it, it was filmed in a way that felt fresh and different and creepy and like modern, and that's what I liked the most about it. It was just like I get a sense of just 
eeriness the entire time. It's unsettling and just like every sh- there's a lot of shots that just make this movie look smooth and modern and I like it. I agree with that. I think that definitely is something this movie has in a, as a strength is that it is a modernized retelling of the story, but in a way that's not just like the same thing, just put in a different setting. Like it's a little more uh, intense. Well, it's a lot. I think it's a lot more intense in that it's going to get into those really like disgusting nitty gritty details that we haven't had before. Um, so I would agree that like I do I do like that it's more modern and it's also more creepy. It takes this like you know larger than life sort of character, which is Michael Myers, our big bad, and really like dissects like what the fuck is going on under that mask? Like what is happening here? And that's where it gets uncomfortable. So which half of the movie do you enjoy more? The first half when we're learning Michael's origin and him getting put in the psych ward, or him second half breaking out of the psych ward and tracking down Laurie. Because it's, again, it feels like two movies that are combined, like two shorter movies smooshed together to make our yeah, movie. Which it does. I, I'm fine with because, you know, first half is set in this time, second half is this time. You know, I, I think I agree. It's, it is like two parts in one movie, but they connect, and it's not like... It, it works in a way. Like, I think it works having, like, two separate sort of bookends in this movie. Um, I would honestly say I like... This is so weird to say, but I like the first half better. Okay. Well, it's not um, weird. Why is it's your Because it's also an incredibly uncomfortable first half of a movie to watch. The whole movie is uncomfortable. It's, it's about all, a man that's just yeah. <laughs> killing people for no fucking reason. Killing teenage girls. like His family members. He just, his family members. There's like, absolutely no... There's no explanation other than he's just nutso in the head. Truly. Because um, he I think, even, as a kid, when they locked him up for it, he's just like, Hi, what's, you know, I made this mask today. And like, Michael, do you not remember what happened today? Yeah, I made the mask. (laughs) No, 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 no. You hurt a lot of people. No, I didn't hurt this mask. Like, oblivious to the world. Yeah, I think that's what I, why I like the first half more is because it's really interesting, again, to take like these, these sort of, um, these these slasher characters that we don't we know their their deal we know what they're up to we know but to like really peel back the layers and get into like what why? would what this kid yeah why how? um which how he's like this child that's like in a fucked up situation like um it's interesting to me oh, to man. take this character and sort of give him like almost like the serial killer spin of like the psychology behind him yeah. so, and do so in a way that's still like really creepy to watch and still like in the realm of horror um, I did appreciate that and so I think that's why I like the first half more and we get um, Malcolm McDowell as the uh, Dr. Loomis the like psychiatrist behind trying to help Michael and yeah, he just always gives a great performance he really does i really like michael mcdowell in a ho- in the halloween universe malcolm. um malcolm my bad did i say michael you said michael because of it's, michael myers there's a lot of m's being maybe. thrown around <laughs> hopefully that's the reason why um i like malcolm mcdowell in the halloween universe i yeah. think he fits i like too that he's sort of like um 
a good guy. Like he's in he's in a role that where he's playing like I'm just trying to help this really fucked up thing, and I'm here, and yikes, I'm involved too, but I'm trying to do the good thing. Um, I do like him, and I I like him more in the first half, though, playing this child psychologist trying to, like, work with, again, this, like, really messed up character. Yeah. Um, and, and soar through the weeds and see what's going on. Um, in the second half, he's kind of playing a cop, which is weird, trying to hunt him down and... and Save the day. Um, yeah, I liked him. We also get Danny Trejo in this movie. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. That's all I need. That's a little bit all of Trejo. I need. A little bit of Trejo goes a long way. Um, he's He plays this, like, really nice janitor at the, like, the psych ward who's just like, oh, Michael, like, hey, hey, bud. Um, Michael ends up murdering him because he sucks. Michael just murders everyone. That's I think Anybody. that's the one character I really felt bad about getting murdered because, like, yeah. he was always just, like, being nice to Michael when he was little. And then, like, uh, he, just, he just caught Michael murdering people. And it's like, what are you doing, Michael? Get, get He's back. like, Michael, it's okay. We can stop this. And then he's gone too he gets a tv dropped on his face so that leads me to something that i felt confused about while watching this now how much you enjoyed that no i didn't i disliked it so much so you know maybe it's just that like i am in the cult of origin stories and I expect like every origin story to like explain why a character is a certain way, which this kind of did. Um, and then also kind of defend a villain. We're seeing that a lot, like, especially with these Disney villain movies where it's like, yeah, they're just misunderstood. (laughs) Right. A literal pet murderer. Just misunderstood. She loves pets. Like, that's not what I remember. So much. She wants to murder them and put their fur on their body. Like what? Um, so I I respect this, but I also had a hard time like getting into this, which is that the first half of the movie, when we're we're in Michael's childhood and we're seeing him develop into this psychopath murderer, we sort of are feeling bad for him because it's yeah. like his family life is horrendous. He's bullied to shit in school. He's constantly being picked on by adults. Um, he just has it hard. And his mom, who, like, loves him, who's also played by Sherry Moon Zombie, who I really enjoy, um, she loves him, but she's also not, like, a great mother. Like, she's objectively not good at parenting. So that's really, like, the only good person he has in his life, and even then it's, like, fickle. So you feel bad for the kid, and you understand, like, I get why you're, like, you know, not in a good mental place. But then once he gets into the institution, it's and we fast forward 17 years and now he's an adult, he is not an empathetic character in the slightest. He's not even really a character anymore. He's he's now become like the backstory, like the background in his own story, which is interesting. Again, I don't know if it was just like my brain playing tricks on me because I'm so used to like an origin story where it's like but then he didn't mean it. Like, so it's an odd situation. And I think the Trejo murder is where we realize, like, okay, he's not empathetic anymore. He is, like, what you know him to be as Michael Myers, this vicious murderer. Um, so I think that's also why it really hit he's hard. He's just a murder train. Like, he's just a murder way, train. He's just, like, murder. Yeah, what, murder. Without even thinking about it. 
Yeah. Because I had forgotten about Danny Trejo and I forgot that, like, the minor character. But there is a moment where they're almost building it up, like, maybe Michael won't kill him. Because it's, he's kind of just looking at him and he's kind it's so it's like, oh, maybe because he's our, our main character in this origin story, he's going to be good and he's going to let this one pal of his go. He does not. <laughs> he does all- not. While we're on the topic of, like, the first part of the movie. Yeah. With Michael's childhood and getting into that, one thing that watching it now does kind of, like, not, like, do it for me is um, that Michael, like, just pops off and murders his family so, like, casually. They're, like, his stepdad is a piece of shit. We hate him. He sucks. He's the worst. Um, But, like, his sister... Like, they had, like, sibling kind of picking on each other. Nothing, like, out of the ordinary where it's like, oh, this sister sucks. Um, She just doesn't take him trick-or-treating, which is, like, honestly a very teenage girl kind of thing to do. Be like, nah, fuck that. I don't care. Yeah, he went trick-or-treating and just sat and ate candy alone. Sat and ate candy alone. So that's what kind of gets me is, like, nothing really seems to change that particular day, you know? Like, his stepdad has always fucking sucked. His sister and him aren't, like, the closest. But for some reason, he feels compelled to just murder them all. Like, just massacre the shit out of them. Yeah, he just got a little taste of blood beating up Mr. Megan Megan Trainer. Mm-hmm. And then, then he's like, okay, well, I like that, so let me just kill everyone that I know, I guess? I guess. It's. It seems a little like I think we could have, maybe, not to like justify murder, but to really like pack the punch of like, oh my god, this is a child who's murdering people. Maybe give him like more of a reason, or maybe make that feeling of like re- being rejected by a sister like, no, I won't go trick or treating with you. Really hurt, like as it would hurt a child, and his reaction is to is to murder them, like. Because it does sort of feel like, okay, well, I'll just go trick-or-treating, and I'll sit on the corner and be sad, and then we'll come back and murder. And it's like, but, like, why? And then we're supposed to kind of believe, like, he was in a psychosis, he doesn't remember what he did, which is like, okay, but, like, what made him snap and go into there? Because, like, it's all, it's just all, all leading up to that felt like this is the normal shit he's got to deal with, is this sucky family. Well, now I think... That leads us into talking about the second half of the movie, which is present day. The Michael Meyer we all know is out and about. He is fucking coming for you, Lori. Why? Well, how does he? I don't know how he knows at all where she's at because it doesn't seem like he ever like. He doesn't have Google at this point. It's outdated right. technology. Yeah. Or like smartphones to track her down. I don't know how he finds her. Cause he immediately knows where she's at. But she's, she's not at. in her hometown. Is she? She is. I thought she was like one town over. Maybe, but he immediately goes to her parents' house. Her adopted parents' house. Right. They're like, boom, target target killed. So I, I understand that like from that, I think there might have been like a voicemail or something to... to be like, hey, I'm at this house babysitting. But before that, like, yeah, how did he find out 
who where she is in terms of an adoption. Like usually those records are sealed, but like yeah, he, he goes knows. To, I could get he goes back to the house where he last saw her at, but that is not the house she should be living at. Right. He's playing detective. He is. He's playing detective. I think that that could have been remedied because like. There are parts that feel very realistic, and then there's parts like that where it's like, that's not realistic, so what? what's the vibe? That could have very well been remedied by, like, his mom when he's vis- when she's visiting as a kid. Could be like, yeah, your sister's been taken away from me, and, like, she's going off about it, and, like, she's with this really nice but, family. Like, But the, the sister gets taken away because mom kills herself, so. Right. But I also feel like, wouldn't DCFS step in and be like, okay, your family was mass murdered by your child, we're gonna investigate, and probably take it away, because you were not a good mom. I don't know. Uh, That's just my hot take. We have a couple bodies here that prove you're not a good mother. (laughs) We're going to rescue this baby right quick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... And I don't know if that's even explained in the original, how he, like, can... Like, because, yeah, he goes back to his childhood home, which is abandoned, and we're supposed to know that, like, yeah, Lori's around that area, and he knows where... I don't know. He just finds her. Because he's, like... Before he actually texts her parents, he's, like, stalking her. Yeah. So, I don't know how he knows what school she went to. Just, like, assume she she was in the same time. Yeah, the last time you saw her was a baby. Um, (laughs) I don't Uh, know. He's really good at detective work. But, you know, when he finally does get her, he brings her back to his, like, hideout shack place. And tries to connect with her, which is kind of, like nice in a way like he he maybe feels bad or guilty about what he's done um and so like i i thought that was a neat little like twist or like i was like okay he he might actually have a heart but then the second she gets a chance she tries to stab him like he's already set his knife down what are you doing yeah girl like take the knife and like get it away from him yeah. but also maybe try to de-escalate <laughs> like yeah he then clearly get out of there. is not gonna murder you if he was gonna murder you he would have done it and now that right. you stabbed him he's just gonna get you i think that that is an interesting take where we can't at this point we don't understand any of michael's motivations whatsoever but we do get a hint of like maybe he was going after laurie to form this sort of family that he destroyed or like mm-hmm. make make amends to her or protect her now that he whatever um i do like that sort of that seed planted of like he didn't he doesn't necessarily want to kill her like that's interesting but then yeah as soon as she gets a chance to like attack him um she takes she takes it and then it just becomes a cat and mouse game for like forever of him trying to murder her screaming so much screaming, Lori. Like, stop. We get it. It's bad. Like, there are times where she, this girl is screaming and she's trying to hide. And it's like, well, he's going to find you because you're being extremely loud, girl. Like, what are you doing? At a certain point, like, God, the screaming just becomes so obnoxious. Just shut the fuck up, Lori. Um, while we're on the topic of uh, Lori, can I say that this Lori is the most absolute mid-2000s look that you can get. 
from a, a young teenage girl at this time. Like, oh my God, the look, like those glasses she has, the hairstyle, it is all so 2006, 2007. Like, man, did that take me back just looking at that girl. Like, wow, she was plucked right out of 2006, wasn't she? I don't remember being a girl in 2006, so... But I think I... Yeah, sure. Yeah, she's got the look of that time period. Like, that is the... That was the look. Um, I also... One thing I don't love about this version is that this version of Lori feels way more, like, pathetic and, like, a total damsel and just, like, so fucking loud all the time and just kind of dumb. I mean, wasn't that kind of like Lori in the or the original? She, I feel like she wasn't as pathetic. I think she was... I mean, she I was know, terrified. It's, it's, yeah. But, like, she also had a little more, like... I don't know, like, moxie to her, where she was, like, a little more, like, I gotta fucking survive and, like, deal with this. Um, whereas this Lori really is just screaming. At a certain point, that's all her character is, is just screaming. Yeah. Well, but she's been through a lot, though. So. She, I mean, it's a lot. Also, thing. like, did she even realize? I don't think she... I don't think she knew, like, her whole family was massacred by her older brother. No. Um, until, like that night <laughs> so like yeah she's dealing with a lot a lot of trauma and like just learned this horrific piece of information so like yeah poor girl's really been through it okay so after watching this movie do you think halloween 2007 by rob zombie as their director does it deserve a second chance um i'm gonna say no. <laughs> oh, interesting. So I think that unless you are a fan of Rob Zombie and you know his style, you know his vibe, I don't think any other people would enjoy this as much, um, personally. And this is coming from someone who knows his style, knows his vibe, knew exactly what I was getting into with this movie. Um, I think that I would honestly say like you didn't miss much if you didn't like it the first time around i think some of the criticism and the critiques are dumb um <laughs> that's for sure i think the takes are stupid but i wouldn't say like no it's better than you remember it i think it's literally how we remembered it and if you like it and you like rob zombie then yeah if you don't then like absolutely don't watch this again <laughs> it's dark and heavy. Um, there are other horrors that, like, are more palatable, uh, less, like, incesty too. Yikes. Um, I would say no. Unless you, again, like that, that style, okay. Other than that, absolutely not. So, as someone who's never been a fan of Rob Zombie, doesn't really care, I would say, yes, this deserves its second chance. Because I... I, but again, I do think that if you didn't like it the first time, there's no way you're going to like it a second time. Yeah. Um, and if you've never seen it, you're only going to like it if you either like his style or really like slasher movies. I'm a huge fan of just slasher. Uh, I think even like um, I was talking to 
my dad the other like earlier today about I was telling him about these podcasts and he was like, "Why do you like the slasher movies?" I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know I don't. what it is about seeing someone kill multiple people in a row that really does it for me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hoping <laughs> but here we to are. see somebody make it out, I guess. But uh, the way this is done is like so creepy and gritty and brutal. Um, again, it's a style that just it it had like a fresh take on. Um, a, a fresh, like, dark take on all of our slashers, which I enjoyed. Uh, I just like the shots that are chosen for this movie a whole lot. Um, they give it just a, its own vibe. That's why we know it as the Rob Zombie Halloween. Mm-hmm. And um, I like it, so if you've never seen it, you like the slashers, go for it. You're gonna probably enjoy it. But if you hated it the first time, because you're an elitist to origin movies. You'll ne- you never were gonna like this to begin with. So yeah. uh, I like it, but I can see why other people would not enjoy it because it is. Oh, it doesn't age too well in terms of. Um, I would say like dialogue, mm-hmm. but like content wise, like it is still just as fucking creepy and unsettling, which is I feel like what the vibe was. You know what was Rob was going for. I'm very curious about like the the viewer who like doesn't know anything about Rob Zombie has maybe seen the original Halloween and liked it. Like, what do they think if they walked in and didn't expect what we expected? Because even if like you weren't super familiar with his filmography, you still know like what he's about, and what he's about can get really intense. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, what is, what is someone just, who's like, I would just want to watch like a little Halloween October movie. Bam. Like, like if you're not ready for this, yeah. yikes. I don't know. It's not like you. throwing like, let's watch a Christmas movie. No. Uh, let's, let's watch a Halloween movie. They can vary from like campy to dark. Yeah. And this is on that dark side. Dark. Which, yeah, it's a different take, but it's not for everyone. That's for damn sure. So we're divided. <laughs> we're up at, you just end it. All right. That's well, fine. We can be divided. That's fine. Well, next week we're going to get into our remake of another horror classic from the early aughts, mid-aughts. Um, and then we're going to continue on with some other October movies. So, yeah, tune in and find out what other remake from the 2000s we are getting into. Um until then, thank you so much to BD McFeetface for our theme song. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, Letterboxd. Follow us on there. Continue the conversation. Let us know what you think. Um, what do you think about Rob Zombie's style? Is it for you? Is it not? Does it make you feel uncomfortable? We are on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts. So if you want a visual episode, you can get that. If you just want an auditory experience, you can get that as well. And yeah, we'll be back next week with another Second Chance movie. I think the thing that unsettled me the most while watching this movie is when the credits rolled, it said executive producer Harvey Weinstein. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, no. (laughs) And I went, oh, no. Oh, no. He's a bad, bad man. He's the ultimate villain. Ugh. Second chance movie.